and welcome to a very special episode of Say Something Interesting, the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church in Richland, Washington. My name is Brent. With me is my friend, Megan. Hello, everyone. We are back. It is Monday. We're recording this. You're hearing this probably on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. It is like two weeks out from Christmas. Yeah, I mean, Uh, like, less. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, no, you're (laughs) right. It's the 13th. A week and a little bit. Yeah, a week and a half. Get your shopping done. Are you done? I have like one more thing that I want to try and get. But like if Christmas was today, I would be okay. You'd feel all right? Yeah. Yeah. But I have one more thing that I kind of want to try. So last year I convinced my family to switch from like doing gifts for pretty much everyone to doing like adult secret Santa. So, which is great. I love it. <laughs> it was like the that best thing I've ever convinced my family to do. Yeah. <laughs> Cause then I only have to worry about getting one present. Yeah. And I got all of my nieces and nephews presents like in November. Cause, um, I wasn't sure if my sister and brother-in-law were going to come for Christmas, but I knew they were coming for Thanksgiving. So I wanted to make sure I had their presents for them so I could send them with them. To um, what degree of difficulty is it for you when, when somebody, a family member says, all right, I, I have you for Christmas or they, like they just buy it for you and you're like, I need some gift ideas. Oh, well we use a, we use a thing called draw names. Yeah. Okay. And you can like put suggestions in there. Okay. Is that easy for you or is yeah. that hard? For easy. me to put suggestions? Yeah. It's pretty easy. Okay. Are you? I draw an absolute blank. That's because you pretend like you don't want anything, but really you do. And you want very specific things in very specific ways. I, I'd like to think that that's right. I'm. It's weird though. I like find myself not within the parameters of everybody has like a target monetary association. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. No more than you know whatever it mm-hmm. is, right? And I, whenever somebody goes, "What do you want?" I'm always like, "I have a lot of things in the a lot less than that category, like cheap, fun, weird mm-hmm. stuff." And then I have stuff that's like, "That's I know it's too much." If you want to team up with like seven people and buy this for me, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, but like, well, you could just like, they could do like a few of your, like, or under the price range. So here's what I was thinking. Okay. So I, I did a wedding on Saturday night Okay, and I have had the same suit Ah. for since I was in college. Now, many of you will ask Brent, I've seen college (laughs) photo pics. How in the world does this fit? Great question. (laughs) Luckily for me, what I bought was completely on sale back in college, uh-huh. and it's the I found out the classic fit, uh-huh. which is a lot more billowy <laughs> and a lot more like, oh, you're old, yeah. And it wasn't pleated like I had standards. Mm-hmm. I, it was like not pleated pants, but <laughs> if you if you could go to the edge and look over the cliff and see pleated <laughs> pants like right there, I'm flirting with them, right? <laughs> And so it's the worst <laughs> suit, but every person I've ever married, I've done, I, I've only owned one suit. This is it. So you want a suit? I'm a, I'm a pastor. Yeah. I should probably, you probably own a suit should or should own right? maybe two suits. Anytime somebody's like, it's a wedding, but it's super chill. You like wear whatever you want. Like just, a, I'm always like, oh, thank God. I don't yeah. have to wear the suit. It's so nice. <laughs> And so uh, I did it this Saturday and I was like, gosh, darn it. I'm freaking done. I don't like it. It's. It's, uh, you know, it's tight around the neck. It's tight around the waist. I'm mm-hmm. just like, I'm done with all of this kind of stuff. <laughs> but so I thought to myself, oh, I'll just have people buy me suits. Suits are pretty expensive. They're though. expensive, man. I was yeah. like, okay, well, do they like buy a gift card? And then we like pitch in and, you yeah. know, like mm-hmm. you just make it easier for me to swallow the pain of having to purchase Yeah, a suit. like whatever amount of money you were going to spend on me. Yeah. Just give it to me in the form that I can use. And the cool part about it is I'll sell it as, hey, you bought me a suit, even yeah. though I paid like 90%, 90%. of it. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, but you bought me like a sleeve or something like yeah. that. And uh, so we made uh, some trips to Macy's. I have not been in our mall. Oh, in yeah. fact, I never even left Macy's. I was just uh, went to Macy's in the side door. I'm like, I don't belong here. This is not for me. I went into the. I'm like looking around. Where's the men's section? Where's the like? There was the dress up clothes, and they're like, there's like one the dress up clothes. There's like one small corner over here. You go over here. They're looking at me in my jeans and a t-shirt and yeah. you know hoodie sweatshirt and they're like you must are you getting married what's happening here <laughs> why, why are you here and uh, uh i ended up finding something but then i had to i i ordered it so okay. that's the bottom line is uh, i have a suit on order nice. so in about six to seven months uh, according to the <laughs> shipping logistics i should have a new suit so that's exciting if you're out there you're listening to this and you're wanting to get married now having me do your wedding <laughs> I highly recommend waiting about six months for this suit to come in, or else you're going to get the pictures back and you'll be like, who was that frumpy dude at the front doing our I don't know. Ceremony? Maybe it's good to have kind of a frumpy pastor, though, because isn't like the focus supposed to not That's, be on you? It's missional. It's really, it's part of the mission. It's missional. I want to look, look worse so that they look better. And I feel bad now. You've made this shallow and selfish for me to buy a new suit. To be like, well, now they're now he's gonna look. No, you should have a new suit. Yeah, I should. <laughs> I absolutely should. I think it's time you've gotten your youth I, out of that. I, old somebody one. asked me how many have I? How many weddings have I done? You've Saturday done a lot. I think I'd have to go back and look because I keep all my documents like on the on the yeah. thing. Um, and I would venture to say I've probably done. I've probably crossed the century mark at this point. Oh yeah, over a hundred. Yeah, I Dang. think so. Because I've been doing, I've been a pastor at Eastlake for 11 years. And even before that, I'd probably done, I don't know, maybe 20 weddings mm-hmm. as a youth pastor at some point. I remember one summer, didn't you like do? 13 one yeah. summer was my record. And yeah. Kylie was like, um, you're going to have to do a 14th wedding, which is going to be your own to somebody else that's not me <laughs> if you continue to do this many weddings in the summer. Um, because I'm going to divorce you. <laughs> because it does uh, suck. Yeah, like, yeah. I, obviously, the people involved are like, it's our wedding day. It's super special. It's great. We're going to do a rehearsal on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Friday, we're going to do a pseudo, mm-hmm. another pseudo rehearsal. And then Saturday, like, just pretty much all day. And you're like, hey, man. <laughs> I have a family. I have a family and a life, and I work on Sundays. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you having me set Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it's the, it's the whole weekend. It's, yeah. mm-hmm. it's the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that's fine. Sorry. If you're listening <laughs> to this and you had me to your wedding, I loved it. It was great. I was super appreciative to be there. All of the things. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, that's funny. Uh, that was my that was my weekend. So Saturday, I, I I couldn't. I thought I might maybe be able to get the suit in time for the wedding, mm-hmm. uh, Braxton's wedding on Saturday, and uh, that didn't happen. So uh, I did get a shirt, but that doesn't matter. The, the anyways, the new one's on its way. So there you go. That was my weekend. Exciting. Yeah, it was super exciting. It's super exciting. Yeah, and then I'm back. Obviously, we had a a mm-hmm. great uh, getaway last week. Um, I, I already talked about. It last, I just realized in this podcast. Yeah, we talked about that we already. We did talk so I'm about it. Move forward on that, <laughs> and just talk about what's relevant for this week. We yep. are in the throes of a Christmas Eve prep. Yeah, and uh, all of the throes. things. Throes. What a with word. That. Yep, we yeah. are hosting a big, two big Christmas parties this week at the theater. Oh wow! And uh, we're uh, hosting a part of a toy drive thing for a radio oh, okay. station here. Okay. In fact, the radio station that we're currently on, the commercial yeah. tour, that Megan and I have been voraciously listening to. <laughs> Never listened to the radio station in my life as much as I am. Uh, I heard myself on the radio. She texted me. Yeah. She said, I heard myself on the radio. <laughs> and I'm like, I heard me too. I haven't heard you. And have you heard me? I haven't heard you. Yeah. <laughs> they must have something in our cars that lets us know, play it. It's her. She's in the car. It was Only funny because I was like listening to commercials and then I was like, oh, that voice sounds familiar. And I'm like, oh, that's me. 
<laughs> I had uh, I had two friends in my car on Friday or Saturday. Uh, I didn't have anybody with me. That was and like a big. We bummer. were driving to Yokes to go grab some lunch stuff or something yeah. like that. And all of a sudden, it came on the car, and I was like, "Do I turn it up? Do I act like it's not a big deal? Do I?" And it took him like ten seconds for them to be like, "Hey, that's you." <laughs> and then uh, they said, and then something happened later. I picked up the bill. We went to um, Amendment Twenty One for some stuff, mm-hmm. and I picked up the bill on on one of those things, or, or bought it around or something like that. And they're like, "Well, obviously, he's rolling in money if he's uh, if he's putting ads on the radio for this Christmas Eve." And then one of my buddies goes, "Yeah, but not rolling in enough to hire an actor for it." <laughs> So I didn't pay for his drink, but everybody else's, <laughs> everybody else's I did. Uh, uh, too funny. Too funny. You don't need to pay for an actor when you have people with quality I voices. I know, exactly. In-house. We're, exactly. This is our studio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's great. <laughs> Super good. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, on Sunday, we continued our Advent series. Uh, we did week two of Advent, and we talked about Advent calendars and gifts. Do you have an Advent calendar right now? Are you doing one? I don't have one right now, um, but we did growing up. Like, we had the fun— What's one that you remember having? Like, a vivid—like, did you ever oh, have one Oh, we had those? the chocolate ones. Okay, that's it? I mean, was there any other—obviously, uh, like, a lot of people have chocolate ones, but there's oh, also, yeah. like— like I mentioned, like a, the... Yeah, we didn't really have any other kind of Advent calendar. Like, Advent was definitely more, like— well, nightly we did like candles at dinner and like did a devotional as a family at dinner. Okay. Um, and then like at church and stuff doing Advent things. But and I don't remember any other kind of Advent calendar. And we've talked about how you have come from a more uh, like traditional yeah, liturgical, liturgical background. Yeah. Presbyterian. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, of this where Advent was a thing. For some yeah. people it's like this is new. Like what are we talking about? Like yeah. it sounds it sounds like the same like synonymous with Yuletide or uh, you know Christmas Santa Claus like just a, a word that happens around Christmas time. Um, but you know it's like a tradition season of the church. Mm-hmm. Literally a season of the calendar that starts – uh, in like with all of this, this mm-hmm. is like the beginning of the church calendar as it kind of moves on, on with some things. We just yeah. came out of ordinary time. We're going into Advent and then yep. we go into incarnation and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So, um, uh, when you, uh, my question was going to be, Oh, hold on. I got to think about it now. <laughs> oh no. Uh, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Advent calendar. Yeah. Oh, oh so, okay. In your Advent <laughs> stuff, uh-huh. this season, was it more leaning towards, I mentioned like abstinence or uh, like if seasons are, are feasting and fasting, this would be mm. a fasting season. This yeah. would be a um, like we're not going to do as much in anticipation of the arrival of Like the growing of up, was it that way? Yeah, exactly. Not, I wouldn't say so. I mean, I, I feel like it was reflective. Okay. Um, and like And like looking forward to Christmas, but I don't know that it was necessarily like – explicitly fasting. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know that that's, that's not like a feeling that I remember from that time growing up. Um, I think for me, like the biggest is like, like, um, like a silence. It's like quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, so maybe it's fasting in a sense of like meditative and removing from like busyness and, um, like I think the image that comes which is in, crazy because I feel like I'm more busy in this month. Yeah, but than I think usual. I think I don't know if it was my mom or from yeah. like the from church or whatever. But there was always a very intentionality of like slowing. Sure. When we were doing Advent devotionals and talking about that and like and refocusing on what is the point and why are we doing this and 
Like there's a a real like calming piece to Advent. Like that's what I remember most is like a calm, dark, quiet with like a singular light kind of situation. And um, so I think in a sense, in the sense of like being overly busy or doing all those things, like it was fasting for being outside of society in that sense of Christmas and that sense of busyness. Not that we weren't busy or didn't do all the things because we had plays and all these other crazy things that we did, but like there was always an intentionality, especially like at dinner when we were doing our devotionals of like refocusing and quieting and spending like quality time with family and putting away distractions from outside. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm struck this time around with the, uh, irony of it in that I feel like our culture has flip-flopped it all and said cram as much as you can in between the first of Jan- first of December and the 25th of December uh and then you know and then after that there's really nothing like that week between Christmas and New Year's and then it's like dry January you know like everybody mm-hmm. does like dry January or I'm now I'm going to get disciplined and now I'm going to really buckle down and try and I've been feasting for a month mm-hmm. and my pants can are telling me that and mm-hmm. I'm telling myself that and my <laughs> sleep patterns are telling me that um and so now I really need to buckle down on some discipline and, and go that direction and it's like the opposite of what <laughs> like mm-hmm. the, the whole thing has been um so anyways yeah and then I I uh we talked a lot about gifts and and the, the the idea that you know when we give a gift we're giving a piece of ourselves with that because we thought of this person we you know not only was it a financial sacrifice for us it was a time sacrifice to be able to go out and find this it was a, a preference thing I'd buy I wouldn't buy this you know or, or I would like this for myself but I'm going to choose to give it to somebody else um, and how the gift giving piece was not I, I think there's a um, there's an almost anti-Scroogeism that comes along time sometimes with Christianity or a side of Christianity of evangelical Christianity of, oh man, American consumerism has just ruined this holiday, right? <laughs> and uh, it's a healthy reminder to be like this gift giving was a part of it before yeah. Macy's was ever around. Um, and why? Why? Because you know we are celebrating a gift that has been given to us, mm-hmm. and so what are the emotions involved in that? Well, well, let's practice this. Let's go out and do this. And then all of those joys that you derive from watching your kids recklessly open through, you know, self-indulgent gifts uh, with no apparent response to you is also a way of going, that's kind of what it's like for you as well mm-hmm. as, as you rip through the gift that is life and, and you know, and our response. Uh, I really like that illustration of uh, how many times has a parent ever had a kid go, mom, can I have 20 bucks so I can go buy you something? Yeah. Um, and the ridiculous <laughs> nature of it. And it's cute and you smile and you laugh and you give it to them, but mm-hmm. you also know in the back of your mind, like there's no legitimacy to this. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, and how true that is for us too. Yeah. So anyways, that's a synopsis of it. What'd you get? What, what was some takeaways for you? Man, I'm trying to remember. I just like didn't rethink. I failed to think about it intentionally before we started this. You always come prepared. Like I know I do. Like a notes app and I everything. Listen, that's because you want to know why I have to have that notes app? Because otherwise I forget. Yeah. Um, <laughs> too much other stuff going on. Totally. But I really liked your benediction poem that you ended with. Yeah. Um, so when the miracle happened, it was not with bright light or fire, but with a farm door, with a, with the thick smell of sheep and the wind tugging at the shutters. There was no sign the world had changed forever or that God had taken place, just a child crying softly in the corner a door, and the door opened for those who came to find. And I think like that's like, you know, people who I, when I think of like the best gifts I've ever gotten or the best gifts I've ever given, um, like it's from people who know me the best and 
like, because they know what to give me and they know how to give it to me well. And so I think I always love Advent and Christmas for that, like, reminder that this is a time of, like, it came quietly. It wasn't big. It wasn't a lot of fanfare. It wasn't particularly, like, fancy or exciting. It was, but it was, like, what was needed and it was what was best. Um, And so, like... You know, and my, I think my favorite gift gift I've ever gotten is my mom got me an electric ice cream maker when I was like 24 or something like that. And I was really excited about it because I was like, oh, that's really cool. But I use it all the time. It is my absolute favorite gift, but it's not particularly fancy or exciting necessarily, but it is, it's like perfectly fits who I am and how, and what I like to do and things that I enjoy. And it fits in my life the best. And so it like, and I use it all the time. It's so perfect for who I am and what I like to do and how I like to live. And so, you know, like those kinds of gifts require someone to know you well. Mm -hmm. And so God, you know, God gives us this gift of Christ that we can't ever, like it's way out of our realm of being able to repay or understand completely, but it's quiet and it's ordinary and it doesn't like, you know, it doesn't necessarily change your whole every, like, I mean, it should, but like, it doesn't change everything overnight necessarily, or it isn't like this big extravagant thing. It's just kind of a small, Yeah. I don't know, like, but it's also huge. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like he, it came small and ordinary, but it is also this like huge impactful thing that completely changes how you live and how you do things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the point I was trying yeah. to make. And I love that closing line of that poem, that benediction piece too. It talks about, I'm going to pull it up and read it real quick. Um, it says, there was no sign that the world had changed forever, that God had taken place, just a child crying softly in a corner and the door open for those who came to find. Right? That's that, that for those who came to find. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you see that illustrated in the shepherd showing up, the magi showing up, and then just kind of an illustration of, the availability of Jesus, uh, of Jesus and truth for those who are seeking and for those who are uh, looking and, and mm-hmm. looking to find. It was really good. That poem, by the way, came out of the uh, in a thing called the Image Journal, um, which is a uh, uh, art, faith, and culture sort of thing. James K. A. Smith, you've probably heard me reference him before. Uh, he's one of my favorite authors. He writes like a free monthly newsletter called A Tree, A Rock, A Cloud. He's the editor of Image Journal. And uh, anyways, it came from that. So if you're interested in more of that kind of stuff, um, we are kind of changing around how we do benedictions and songs at the end for this Advent series to just try and be like, really switch it. Just if I want it to feel a little bit noticeably different mm-hmm. uh, for this series. So um, nice. And I, I know it's a short series. We're only one more week and then yeah. Christmas Eve. So I'm not saying much, but it's something. You know what I mean? So Well, it is nice to have those like changes that make you because they make you think. They make you stop. They make you notice. Yeah. Um, and so like we wanna like we wanna bring attention to this time and be intentional about bringing attention to this time. And so easy ways of doing that are to like make some structural changes in like the order of how things go or what we're saying at the certain times. So Yeah. Yeah, and the the most common feedback that I got from yesterday, just in terms of in the lobby post service, was uh, people going, "Do you know how long I scroll through Netflix? Uh, so long, so long. So oh yeah, long. yeah. I talked about that too. <laughs> I thought about that too when I was listening. Because here's why. Here's what. Here's what I was thinking about okay. about that. 
So Brent made a joke about people or a comment about how long people scroll through Netflix and then average of 19 minutes per watching session. Yeah, And then shamed people for absolutely doing that because he apparently doesn't. So here's what I've decided, though, is you have four children. Yeah. And 19 minutes to spare. (laughs) And you have like, you know, you and your wife sit down and know what you're going to watch. Yep. Right. You aren't turning on Netflix to like fill time, space, air. Right. You're not like. So I you like I turn on TV often while you're doing dishes while I'm or doing dishes or, whatever. or doing whatever yeah. in order to fill like noise. See, space. my wife can't do that. Yeah. she can't stand uh, anything else playing at the same time that we're doing something else. It's just there's no it's it's uh, there's no both and. It's she's a binary person. We're either watching this or we're not watching this, yeah. but that's not playing yeah. in the background. So, but so I often end up scrolling because I turn it on not knowing what I want to watch already because I don't really necessarily want to watch anything. I just would like to have something on because I live alone and otherwise it's ridiculously quiet in sure. my apartment. So I was like, I feel like this is a lifestyle comment less than. <laughs> You should be shaming people for scrolling through Netflix. Only shaming because <laughs> 19 minutes is a crazy long time. I, but, yeah, but like if you watch a bunch of previews or things like that, sometimes you can get lost in that kind of yeah. stuff. So Yeah. Well, yeah. I I, uh, <laughs> I saw somebody post something about it, and it got multiple thousands of likes on Twitter. So <laughs> I don't think I'm the only one who's <laughs> commenting about lifestyle stuff. I think it, it went uh, semi-viral. I don't know if it went viral, but anyways, yeah, that's good. All right, anything else in terms of the that talk? Was, I think that was it. Okay. Well, we will finish that up on Sunday. Let's jump into our something interesting. Yeah. Uh, you get to go first. I do. Um, I listen to, there's, NPR has a podcast called Shortwave. They're like little 10 to 15 minute um it's like a little 10 to 15 minute podcast. Usually they're science-y, uh, but I listened to one about concussions um, and they have some new research um, in terms of how concussions impact your ability to hear. They're good for you? Is no, they're bad. Research? They're still oh. really bad for okay. you. Um, but they impact your, because so apparently hearing, like sound deciphering and hearing is the uh, most difficult sensory thing that our brain does because it has to like process, you have to process multiple different things. There's lots of different pathways and things mm-hmm. like that. So it's a really challenging of our like sensory perception, sight, smell, taste, touch, whatever. Hearing is the hardest for our brain. It requires the most brain power to do. Interesting. Uh-huh. And so concussions actually can end up really impacting your ability to hear. Not like your physical. Sorry, can you say that again? Just kidding. <laughs> I know because you had a horrible concussion. Um, Not your physical ability to hear or even like your ability to perceive sound, but like um, it can impact your ability to like hear sound within something. So like within a crowded room, if you're having a conversation, it can really harm your ability to like focus on the conversation you're having and not like get it surrounded or drowned out by the sound around it. Also, you... So in terms of like diagnosing concussion, we still don't have a really great tool for a concussion diagnosis, but it, when they do brain scans on people who've had concussions and look at the um, like activity for the sound, like play sounds, they can see that like they can better see the damage that's happened because they can better track how the like electricity moves from the sound pathways than from a bunch of the other ones. And so it could also potentially be 
a better tool for diagnosing concussions without having the like so like an athlete who's like oh I didn't get a concussion and they do this test and they're like no you you got a concussion right so there is it'll give less ability a more accurate like diagnostic tool as well so asking for a friend <laughs> would a are you the con- friend <laughs> I don't know it doesn't matter would a concussion be a uh, would a sign of a concussion be uh, or your wife is telling you something and you have selective hearing on what you no. choose to want to hear. No. Are you sure? Because yeah. it really sounds like that's what you're sort no. of saying. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not what I said at all. And I said. I'm like trying to focus on other things. And Kylie, she's I would like for the record to show that I did not tell Brent he could ignore I you. I can hear her, but I choose not to understand or I make her tell me twice or mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many times she's like, I'll be like, hey, so what time am I picking up London? She's like, I freaking just told you. I just, I just walked you through the whole thing. You're like, Grayson, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it happens I with all of our kids and you. So maybe it's you, babe. I don't think, <laughs> no, I don't think it's her. As someone who teaches, yeah, uh, it's not her. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Your judgment. I mean, you're, you know, obviously your opinion. On but it was part. pretty cool. I didn't, Yeah, like, no, that's cool. Um, just like. Well, and my brother-in-law had a concussion a few years ago, and he one of his big triggers for, like, post-concussion migraines is, like, noise. And so he's really, like, noise-sensitive, and so that's that was interesting to me, too, because of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's the mine. Okay. Uh, mine has to do with uh, escape rooms. Oh, I love escape rooms. Do you? Yeah. That's good news. <laughs> Oh, no. I went to one the other day. Okay. Here. Was it the one in town? Yeah. I've been to that place. Well, there's two. I know. I've done one of them. Okay. Which one did you do? The Perplexit in North Richland? Or there's one over by the mall-ish area? No, I think I did Perplexit. Okay. So I did the other one. Okay. And it was me. I had a uh, my, my buddy just turned 40, and his cousin flew into town. We've been friends since college. So that was who we went out with and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, his wife was like, I want to do something special for you guys. You guys go somewhere, do something fun. And uh, we were like, golf, but then it was like so windy. It was mm-hmm. awful. Like anything outside was just a, a nightmare. So they want to do an escape room. And I kind of went into it like, okay, that's interesting. We'll see. How I'm it surprised goes. you. I know. I don't that's know why. That's like way up your alley. So up my alley. Yeah. I enjoyed every minute of it. <laughs> yeah. It was fantastic. Um, we were I'm robbed, shocked you've never done one we before. We robbed a bank. Oh, nice. Uh, we had 60 minutes to rob a bank. We needed probably about 65 minutes to rob yep, that bank. Yep, yep, um, And at one point, there was a bookshelf that was, I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, don't give it away. Well, I, I know, but it's a really funny story, so I think I have to a little <laughs> bit. There's a bookshelf. I'm not going to tell you which one I did, because they have like 12 different options okay. to choose from. There's a bookshelf that looks like a bookshelf, but it's clearly a, like a gate that yep, goes up, uh-huh. and I'm like, this opens. And I'm starting to force it. And they're Did they on, have to walk in and stop you? No, they're on the intercom going, please don't force the door. And yeah. I'm like, no, no, I got it. I got it. Help me. Just grab this thing underneath. And it was clearly like there's some button somewhere yeah. that opens uh-huh. that door. Uh-huh. And I was just like, I don't need a button. I can just force this thing up. Brent, and you're their worst nightmare. I was forced. It, I forced it all the way up. Brent! Well, I didn't see. It was like they type it on the screen. They don't like say it. They don't, uh, they don't intercom. It's like on a TV, but that's in a different okay, room. Yeah, yeah. And so Jeff's in the other room. My buddy going, hey, I don't think we're supposed to do that and you know whatever i'm like no no i got it just how if you just lift this anyways uh so i'm like uh that door um is now open and they're like yeah that's fine just leave it we'll, we'll figure it out later and so and then we got to the end and didn't quite finish it and so we're walking out and we're mad because um there definitely is like one more step that we didn't finish uh-huh. right 
And the problem is uh, they don't tell you what it is yep. or where, how to do it. And so you find yourself in the position where you're like, well, I'm not going to pay money when <laughs> I've do done 90% of the work <laughs> to come into this. So I'm just supposed to walk away with you knowing the last thing and not me, me not being able to get out. I'm kind of glad I ruined your door. <laughs> That's that's how I sort of felt about it, but that's probably not justified in this. Uh, so. No, probably not. Uh, anyways, no, it was it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. Yeah, uh, it was Atomic Escape Rooms over there. It used to be the Sears building, like a Sears okay. furniture building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Columbia Center. Oh exit yeah, the next left. to the Staples. Next, next to, to the old Staples. There's no, a Staples across there? the freeway. Okay, across the freeway. It's next to the DSHS building or the. Social oh Security yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. On Fowler Street. Oh, which is why you went to Amendment 21. Got which it. It was right there. <laughs> uh, yep. So, uh, yeah, super fun. They had the, they had some VR ones, which I'm not sure how I'd feel about Ooh, that. I've never um, done VR, so I'd want to, like, I don't know if I'd want to do my first VR experience yeah, in I escape think, room. I think the novelty of it was, for me, the fact that it was in, like, rooms, like, with objects that were, like, uniquely built for that room. I'm not sure, like, VR, I'd be like, I can kind of do this at home if I found the right... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. And then so then we had so much fun with that that one of the guys, my buddy Matt, had an escape room in a box. Oh, yeah. And uh-huh. then so that night we were like, screw that. We're going to beat this thing <laughs> and we're going to solve this murder yeah. and um, do all these things. <laughs> and uh, that took us about three hours to do. And we used every clue imaginable. <laughs> and it was ridiculously hard. The one in the thing in the in mm-hmm. the escape room was hard, but... It was just a matter of time. They're designed, yeah, because they're designed to be doable yeah. within an hour. You could, you know, we could have done it. We, had, yeah. we got stuck on one spot that took us way too long. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's like, there's also like a secret number. I feel like sometimes like three is too few, but like five is way too many. Like, yeah. I think like four people is kind of the sweet spot because you get enough. I don't know. There's like a number of people within the room that also helps it because there is like a... There's like a formula of having enough different experiences and different thought processing people in the room to be able to do the different activities that are required. So if you don't have like doing it with just two people, like that's not usually enough. You don't have enough people to yeah actually complete all of the tasks. Yeah, so. I, we had three, and but it was also all of we we're all virgins to this, and so oh yeah, that I think made it even that much more yeah. harder. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, because now I think I go okay. I know what they're kind of doing here. Yeah, because there are some kind of formula things that you look for or try and find or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've done two. One in one in Richland, I think it was Perplexit, and then we did one in Vegas a few years ago when we went to Vegas That's with my sweet. friends. So. Yeah, it was fun. We beat that one in Vegas. We didn't beat the one. My my group didn't beat the one at Perplexit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so definitely check that out. I And I, the reason I thought about it today is because you posted a picture of a cake <laughs> on your Instagram. <laughs> on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. With letters all over yep. it. And I looked at it and I'm in this escape room mode and I'm like, what's she trying to say? Well, there here? was a message in there. Well, I, I saw it said Megan. Uh huh. And I'll have to go back and look for more, I guess, now. Maybe there was. Maybe it was there an was, escape nope, room. I wrote an actual small, short sentence. Oh my God. With, I'm so, I'm, I had, I'm so I had, entertained right now. This I had is limited great. letters available to me. Uh huh. And so I um, made do. But my friend, I I sent it to my friend on our like group messenger, and, and she got it. She got it. She I said she said, "Does that say?" And then said what I wrote on there. So, are you, did you find it? I'm looking it up right now. Oh, I can find it. No, I have I the it. actual picture. Megan, <laughs> cake. Uh huh. Foud. Nope. Food. 
Nope. <laughs> Here, look at this one. Megan has my cake. Megan has cake. <laughs> Megan has cake? That's yeah. the extent of it? That's it. it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's got letters all over the... the I looked at that, and I'm like, this is... If this is an escape room, I'm going to be like, all right, I, I just, that, that's going to come into play. You know how you walk into those things, yeah. and you're like... There's a there's a clock, but it's like a little off. There's yeah. a calendar, but like a date circle. Uh-huh. You're like, you're that, like that, that's gonna be something that's later. Something. I don't yeah. know what it is, but it's something. <laughs> I looked at that and I thought that's something. Yeah, I don't know what it, it was. Is. I Megan has, has. I wrote it. Megan. I wrote Megan completely, and yeah. then has was H Z, yeah. and cake was K A or C A K. Yeah, because I didn't have enough letters to do all the rest. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for uh, today's episode of Say Something Interesting. Our two announcements real quick are it is uh, right here at the end of Christmas season for us. We started our 12 Days of Wear Love mm-hmm. on Sunday. If you have not already done so, text the word uh, 12 days, 1-2-D-A-Y-S, to 97,000 to get on the text list from Lauren as she sends out ideas on how on, on different ways that we can wear love in our community. Um, get on that list. There's a paper calendar that you could have grabbed or should have grabbed on Sunday. It is also in digital format on our app, website, uh, or whatever else. So uh, be a part of that. That's great. Uh, and then last but not least, Christmas Eve is the 24th. If you haven't heard that commercial yet, you need to listen to more radio. And uh, <laughs> uh, we are doing a 5 o'clock and 6 o'clock service. We got our, our Christmas Eve family pictures like set design from Hannah the other day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. Yep. Um, so lots of good fun. Uh, fire pits, hot chocolate. All the, all the things, man. Just yep. come kick off your Christmas with us. And if you're uh, in town and would love to come help, we'd love to have you. Yep, so. and that's uh, that's on a Friday night, mm-hmm. and we are going to be doing open house setup, which I know is kind of weird, but like from 12 to 4 that day, we're setting up, and then hopefully done at 4, back at 5 for service, and then tear down is basically throw everything in, and then lock the doors, walk away. No church on the 27th. and then Sixth. Well, six. Yes, you're right, 26. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we move on from there. So we'll be yeah. back in January. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. Bye.